There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Who would have thought in the year of our Lord 2023 that people would still play Ding Dong Ditch? Who would have thought? There's one thing to do, and it's the Salem Witch Trials. But the Salem Ditch Trials, ding dong, the time has come. You're gonna burn. Oh my god. Get dark. We're almost to spooky season. <laughs> That's our entire intro during spooky season. <laughs> Very spooky episode. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down you. Anyway, copyright strike. Um, yes, yeah, Gamers Two Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests. Like the fact that football season has started. Fucking kill me. I hate football. <laughs> I hate it so much. Well, good news, only one game to talk about. We're not going to talk about it that much anyway, so we're going to move right on to new releases, Matt. Oh, my God. Where if you weren't watching football, you could play these games. Yeah. Do this instead of playing fo- the football. It's Number one, game on here. Chance of Senar for the PC and Switch. Number two, Rune Factory 3 Special for the PC and Switch. Number three, Baldur's Gate comes to the PS5. Starfield is officially out for PC and Xbox. The Dragoness Command of the Flame for the Switch. The Many Pieces of Mr. Koo for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number seven, Melvor Idol Atlas of Discovery Expansion for the PC. Number eight, Toss for the PC VR Quest and PSVR 2. Number nine, Fae Farm for the PC and Switch. And number 10, NBA 2K24. For everything. For all the things. Forever. Sandlot reference there. That is a good Sandlot. Yeah. Good good job, Matt. Proud of you. Listen. I have seen the Sandlot. Okay. I'm not. I'm not that much. I don't know what you've seen. Of a hater. It's not the deepest reference I've made. Um... Odds or evens? Evens. Oh my god. Evens. And for anybody wondering, I am trying unbelievably hard for the roughly the next hour to not pass out. He just power napped. I did. How long was I out for? Um, 15 minutes? 
No, longer than that. Oh, oh no. Okay, <laughs> shit. Uh, maybe thirty. Yeah, probably at least thirty minutes. I would oh, say. Damn. I shockingly, not shockingly, don't remember any of that. I. Uh... Yeah, it wasn't. I honestly didn't even realize that you were you were out until like. I was like, all right, it's weird. He's been he's been quiet. That's kind of and then all of a sudden I heard like the heavy breathing. Oh, I wasn't at even... a quiet part in the in the video, yeah. and I was like, oh, it's a good thing I wasn't a full snore because that'll give it away every time. Yeah, yeah, full snore me is pretty wild. All right, number one, Pax organizer Reed Pop will not be working on future E3 events. The company and the ESA have announced. The ESA has also informed the Los Angeles Convention Center, which is the traditional home of E3, that it will not be putting on a show there in 2024. The ESA has not canceled plans for a 2024 event, but if one was to go ahead, it won't take place in that venue. Reed Pop has had signed a multi-year deal on E3 in 2023. However, the first effort to relaunch the event failed to get off the ground, and the planned 2023 show was canceled. The decision to end the relationship was a mutual decision. Yeah, it's dead. That one is for sure dead. Toss me a water. I sure can. There was a 50-50 moment. There was. Where I paused as the the throw and I went, I didn't think he was actually going to toss it. And the angle is bad too, so it was like drifting to the right a little bit. But it oh, my right, out, it left. worked out perfectly. Did a ninety degree turn, dropped right in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this one's dead. He's dead, Jim. Mm, I love lamp heated water. The um, yeah, <laughs> it. I saw this come out, and I was like, did, I, I had the same thought of like, didn't they just sign the deal? Yeah, but then also going, yeah, and then nothing happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm assuming the deal. Did they wait? State of play has been happening for a couple of years now, right? Yeah. Or yeah. not state of play. The both games. Fest. Both things have been happening for yeah, the games. Uh, summer games. Fest. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just at this point. Three pops probably just like, we don't want to do this anymore. I feel like that was the case too, where they're just like, "Listen, we can't figure this out." Like, if you guys you're just don't, it's like we would help you, but you need to get out of our way. And they're like, "No," and you're like, "All right, well, never mind that. Actually, yeah. we're just gonna walk away." I'm curious um, what the ESA thinks that they can do. That's because what I'm wondering: is how are they just being stubborn? I did read that they do have, they still do have plans to reinvent E3, but I'm like. What do you think you're going to be able to do? Yeah, like what do you think that means? So you keep using that word, and I don't know if you know <laughs> what it means. I don't think you, that word means what you think it means. Princess Bride reference number two: Atari announced that it has agreed to acquire the Atari-focused community and news site Atari Age. The site will continue to operate under the management of Atari Age founder Albert Yarusso and his team of volunteer moderators, and Yoruso will also take a role with Atari as the company's internal historian. Atari Age launched in 1998 under the name Atari 2600 Nexus, and was relaunched as Atari Age in 2001. Beyond its active forums, the site contains detailed archives with information on Atari hardware and software, 
Atari-centric magazine and catalog scans, a storefront, and even a collection of hacked ROMs and PAL-NTSC versions for the Atari 2600. Matt, have you ever visited Atari Age or known this existed? Uh, that would have to be a negative. Same. We're in the same boat then. Yep. Second coming of the Atari. Kind of uh, interesting that they bought it and brought it under house. And they're like, oh, you guys are selling hacked ROMs? Yeah, no, just don't worry about that. We're just going to buy you. I I do get the distinct feeling that Atari is trying to have some sort of a like manufactured resurgence because they have that Atari 2600 they're they're coming out with. They're doing weird stuff. Yes. They're doing a lot of things like right back to back that's like, are you guys like trying to do something here? Like You're trying to just not be forgotten? Yeah. Because that's got a little bit of like, hey, you know your dad used to sing in a band, right? And you're like, nobody asked. Yeah. Come on, I can play. I can. I was in like a boy band in, in college. Dad, no, Kate, you're not a K-pop singer. Stop. I'm just wondering if they're gonna go as far as to try to come out with a new console. I, which I would be I wild. Not. I hope not. I also hope not. I could get behind the whole idea of being like, oh. We're going to look into releasing or publishing games on the current consoles. Yeah, I can see that. Or like them doing like remasters of collections of their games or something. But yeah, to just outright, wow, we're going to do a new console. And it's not just a new console that plays the old games like the $30 one that you can buy during holidays. This is a new kind. You're like, wow, I'm not spending $150 on an Atari. Same. Oh, I get all the good ones. Uh, number three. Ubisoft Singapore is facing union action organized by the country's Creative Media and Publishing Union. According to Kotaku, the union voiced concerns regarding workplace treatment, equality, and pay at the studio. Ubisoft Skull and Bones has also lost its third creative director since development began in 2013 two parts to that sentence are crazy that it has a creative director that it's that it's (laughs) the third creative director and that development started in 2013 that's true 10 years ago for skull and bones Mm -hmm. according to kotaku elizabeth pellin left ubisoft singapore over the summer to return to the publisher's headquarters in paris Pellin, who was previously VP of Editorial at Ubisoft Paris, is now working under the title of Director Editorial Online, according to LinkedIn. The former creative director joined the game's team at Ubisoft Singapore in 2018, quote, to reboot the creative direction of Skull and Bones, end quote. The publisher told Kotaku in a statement, quote, she succeeded and Skull and Bone, the Skull and Bones team is now fulfilling her vision to deliver a unique naval action RPG experience to our players, end quote. The publisher added, quote, It's not uncommon for a creative director to move on to a new project or role, end quote. However, two anonymous sources claimed Pellin was, quote, expected to last at least through the end of the year, end quote. So it's weird when you're expected to have reached the end of the year when I'm still not sure the game will be out. And while it isn't, 
necessarily, you know, it's not uncommon for a creative director to move on to a new project to roll. That's technically true. Yeah. But usually the game would have come out before they've done it. Yeah. Or, or is scheduled for release. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't be on your third one in this same sentence. Yeah. <laughs> this is a shit show. As we already knew. Yep. Let's talk about number four. Blue 12 studio indie game Stray will be turned into an animated film. As reported by Entertainment Weekly, the 2022 title will be adapted by Annapurna Animation and led by Blue Sky Studios co-founder Chris Wedge. Great last name. Annapurna Animation is led by Robert Baird and Andrew Milstein, both former Disney animation executives. Baird said the adaptation of Stray would focus on the buddy comedy and hope punk aspects of the game. As for why the studio chose to adapt Stray over other Annapurna interactive titles like 12 Minutes and Outer Wilds, Milstein said it was down to the indie hit being wildly popular among players. Making a smart decision. I'm curious to see how it actually ends up being received as a movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I don't have high expectations, but I just like the idea that and like they, how long they're like, it? we picked the most popular game we had. But like, how long is it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it a 90 minute animated movie on Stray? That would make sense. I mean, most animated movies are 90 minutes, but or around there. But um, I don't know. I it's who knows? here. Can you can you see this? Who knows? Is is that a cat in a fish tank? Yeah, they like put a insert in so the cat can go up inside and like look around while it's in there. Oh, oh, okay. I see. It. I can see the box now. That's pretty neat. I feel like that would just make the cat go even like more nuts. True. Yeah. Number five, former PlayStation boss Sean Layden shared his thoughts on the future of games during the keynote at last week's GameIndustry.biz Investment Summit in Seattle. Speaking on stage, Layden spoke about his biggest concerns among the many challenges the industry faces in the coming years. Quote, First, consolidation can be an enemy of creativity. I also think rising costs in games are an existential threat to all of us. And the entry of non-endemics into the sector, otherwise known as the barbarians at the gate. Right now, we see all the big players going, Oh, gaming. It's bringing in billions of dollars a year. I want a piece of that. And so we have Google, Netflix, Apple, and Amazon wanting to get a piece and trying to disrupt our industry. End quote. As you'd expect, Layden expanded on his concerns in a thoughtful manner. So if you're curious, go check it out. Sean out here doing the thing. Yep. Got it. It was a, I, there was the, the transcript was a little bit longer. It was pretty interesting because the, um, uh, the moderator or, you know, host or whatever, who he was having the conversation on stage with surprisingly you know gave some thoughtful responses and um some uh like pushed back on some of the things he said which made laden like expand on them and flesh them out more. right yeah which is the way to do it in interview. Yep. so it was interesting talk they talked at length about the idea of um uh non-endemics and which i had to look that word up i didn't know what it meant um it's uh essentially 
businesses that their income is not based on that market, but like, you know, Google, their, their business is like ad revenue and stuff like that. Things that aren't direct consumer products. Right. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Sean Layden, the man, the myth, the legend. Number six, the Chinese room has been revealed as the new developer for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Paradox Interactive, the publisher and IP owner, announced the UK studio's involvement during PAX West in Seattle this weekend and stated the game is currently due to launch in autumn of 2024. I love when people interchange autumn and fall. I don't know why. Just makes me chuckle. I don't know why either. I wonder if it's a European thing, like couleur instead of color. Is there? It's a French thing specifically, but the does the other seasons have multiple other like does the other seasons have other names? Autumn, fall. I'm I'm not gonna attack you for your grammar, but I want to, and I don't know why. Don't just don't. Do the other seasons have other names? <laughs> does the other season have other names? Uh, there's something in there that just sounded wrong in my head. It oh, yeah, it doesn't you, make... You might have said it correctly, but oh. something triggered in my brain and went... The sentence, if you break it down, doesn't, like... But it's yeah, kind of they, like you're are doubling... Are there interchangeable names for other seasons? Yeah. No? That None that I can think of. Summer, summer, spring, spring, fall, autumn, winter. There's... There's interchanging. No, they're not even interchanging though. They're events like solstices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know how like you can refer to fall or autumn. autumn. Yeah. But there's no like interchangeable name for spring, winter, and summer, frozen winter. time, <laughs> spring, beginning of warm time, <laughs> summer, hot, <laughs> hot. No like. <laughs> That's how we do it. Well, what season is it? Hot no likey. I'm like, oh, yeah, we yeah, want yeah. middling cool. No frozen, <laughs> two froze. Cool. <laughs> Autumn fall. No mud, too gross. Dirty, dirty. No likey. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ground get cold. <laughs> Nate get happy. <laughs> what season are I? What season am I? <laughs> Chaos. Number seven. Is that my turn? It is. I fucking. What am I doing? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, number seven. Electronic Arts and Code Ma- I, I don't know. Why I was going to say that weird. Codemasters have announced EA Sports WRC. Um, the game will be released on November third for PlayStation Five, Xbox Series S and X, and PC via EA app, Epic Store, and Steam. Early access will begin on October 31st for those who pre-order the game. Uh, they'll also get the VIP Rally Pass for five in-game seasons and three livery and apparel packs for Toyota, Hyundai, and Ford. Um, EA Sports WRC is priced at $50 hairs on PC and $60 hairs on consoles. That being said, probably also if you... I'm assuming if you get EA Play, EA Play you can probably avoid that. Yeah, I would assume so as well. Um, now for some details about the game. The game is powered by Unreal Engine instead of Codemasters Ego Engine. Curious about that. I am also curious about that. Um, the new it uses the Unreal Engine, but it has Codemasters Physics Engine, 
which kind of makes now sense. I'm, now I'm more interested. Yeah. Um, the uh, where was it? The new builder mode allows fans to craft their own rally car by selecting the chassis, body shells, and mechanical parts before customizing the interior and exterior. Oh. It includes 18 official FIA World Rally Championship locations and over 600 kilometers of asphalt, gravel, and snow stages. That's such a weird... That is weird. Weird way of... Yeah, wouldn't you just say how many stages you have instead of saying, no, no, no. But this one stage is 100 kilometers of snow, and you're like... I I guess the trick is they say 18 locations. So maybe there's... I mean, assuming... But they say that of stages. So are some of this... Is it, you know... 18 stages, uh, quick math. I can't do that math. We're going to guess 30 well, something different. But do you think they just have like it also the same thing in reverse? They run the reverse course and they that's go, what I that was count. Yeah, they might be doing that type of shit where it's like, ooh, it's, too, it's different. Or, a or, night and day. Or seasons. Yep. What That same area, I give you in cold, cold time. Ground <laughs> hard. White stuff fall. You drive. Slide, slide. Wee. Uh, <laughs> rainy time, mud, sticky, sticky. Sun come out, white stuff go away. Water arises. <laughs> you splash, splish. Mud. People are gonna listen. To like, These guys are. <laughs> what the, what the hell is wrong with them? I miss that dude from Finland or Sweden. We had we had a uh, some guy. It might have been on one of the YouTube episodes like randomly in our very beginning our early days or maybe it was an itunes thing i can't remember now somebody did leave a, a comment about like oh listen from over here and it's you know it's entertaining or whatever and i was just like i hope he's doing well <laughs> i know he doesn't listen anymore but i hope he's doing well hopefully uh the game also features 10 current wrc wrc2 and junior wrc vehicles and 68 of the most iconic rally cars from the past Junior WRC, what do you think that is? Uh, I'm going Half to size ass- cars. I'm going to assume it's like as close as you can get to a stock car. Oh, okay. I was uh, thinking like the uh, like big like wheel, a car, like, like kind big of. wheels yeah. of rally cars. <laughs> um, here's the interesting thing: the multiplayer mode supports up to 32 players across all platforms because it's crossplay. Do you? But oh, what does that mean? Like, do you just like you? You don't. Can you get a second person? So it's thirty-two players, but two people at car. So, so 16, sixteen cars. cars. Does that also mean so? Mm-hmm. Stage one happens, right? Everybody races stage one individually, just on their own time. It's not a, you know like everybody says go. They're in their own world that does that. Or does it mean actual stage style? Where it's thirty-second like car. Is waiting for thirty other thirty one other cars to get released, and then it's just the entire time is him just listening to. I mean, what would be the point in saying we have a thirty two person multiplayer if it wasn't you're all racing on the stage at the same time? Yeah, like what would be the point? So you're you're saying I'm saying the the by traditional default, they should be in all in the same level so they could crash into each other and everything else. Yeah, you're releasing every thirty seconds. Right. It would be that's how it should be. I agree. And I just picture I want the glorious meme to come out of the guy that's releasing thirty second 
to just be blasting like a Barbie girl or something while he's just kind of like just jamming out in the back of the road, just waiting like, yeah, shifts into first, moves five feet forward, back in and just jamming again. Yeah. It's basically that guy's night at the Roxbury until it's lights out and he flips down the visor and immediately turns into Hello Kitty Island Adventure music for his race. Yeah. Um, the hardest music he can think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see what this is all about. If it'll be, if it's good, bad, if it's rushed, it's well received, if it's whatever this case may be. I'm I'm hoping it's good from Codemasters. That's the I guess the thing. Yeah, I'm hoping so as well. And it's been a long time since we've had a like a, a new rally game. Yeah, not counting when they just dropped, you know, yeah. the oh, normal yeah, WRCs. No. Yeah, which was half baked. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 weren't given the same love as other yeah titles. Number eight, SAG AFTRA is calling on members to vote on whether or not the union should be given authority to declare a strike for video game actors and performers. In addition to its strike against TV and film production companies, the union is currently negotiating the terms of its interactive media agreement with a number of video game publishers, developers, and service firms. If a members vote to authorize the strike, it does not necessarily mean that the strike action will take place. Instead, as SAG-AFTRA explains on its website, it gives the union the option to initiate a strike if negotiations with video game companies fail to produce a deal that satisfies its members. The union is asking these companies to agree to the following. The same wage increases for video game performers as those in TV and film. 11% retroactive to the deal's expiration, and 4% in both the second and third years of the agreement. The union argues these are necessary to account for inflation. Artificial intelligence protections around consent, control, transparency, and compensation. On-camera performers to be given rest periods of 5 minutes per hour, the same as off-camera performers. What? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't... What? That doesn't already exist? I don't know, man. You're giving the off-camera person five five minutes. Mm-hmm. You're not giving the on-camera person five minutes? What the... I mean, I guess the assumption is that they also get that time, but it's probably not written into the contract. Maybe. Maybe. So that they want it written in there. Yeah. Set medics to be present where any stunts or hazardous work is performed, as is the case with TV and film. Again, Makes sense. I, I, you need that written in, but like that should have been a default thing that companies were doing. Prohibitions against stunts on performers' self-taped auditions. That's an interesting one. I guess them saying like, "Hey, for one of <laughs> go, the go jump off a building." For, yeah, for one, of, for one of the scenes in the in the game, we're gonna need you to do like the uncharted. I'm thinking of the uncharted four bridge chase scene mm-hmm. with like swinging on whatever, and then being like, "Hey, hey." We need you to show us you can do that. So can you like go film that and then send it in? Can like, you uh can you swing between some buildings on spider webs for us? So in this game, we're thinking about doing a torture scene where we hook up jumper cables to you. Can you simulate that? But we want you to use a real car battery and real jumper cables. And real pliers to take the nails out of your fingers. <laughs> right, Trevor? Can you do that? <laughs> And protections against vocal stress. So, yeah, you know, maybe don't have them only be able to ever do one game and then ruin their voice to never do the sequel. We want you to scream this whole game. 
That'll be interesting. Um, I wonder if we're just going to end up with just a giant fucking strike. A giant entertainment strike. Since we're already... What do we got? We got the uh, film and TV, the actors on strike. We got the writers on strike. I think the directors did not go on strike. I think they actually got a a contract. Um... There's other people on strike too, but it doesn't matter. Um, number nine. Let's go over some Starfield news. Starfield reached 1 million concurrent players on September 6th. A lot of players. Starfield has become Bethesda's biggest launch title with more than 6 million players, surpassing previous releases such as Skyrim and Fallout 4. Starfield appears to also be the biggest launch for Xbox Game Studios. Which is interesting. Yes. Because it depends on, I guess, technically where you where everything gets defined. Yeah. Does Xbox Game Studios exist at Halo 3's launch? Not technically. So. The previous one was uh, Horizon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A previous biggest launch. Was Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon. Okay, I was going to say. Uh, for what, West, whatever the latest one was. You know, uh, the latest one was five. Yeah, five. When you said Horizon just on that, I was like, oh, yeah, Forbidden yeah. West did not come out to. Um, Dude, I've been, I've been so. This is unrelated to, yeah, to Starfield, but I've been so gassy today. Protein? Yeah. Lots of protein? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, gassy. 
there there was some times today at work where you know hey we're gonna have a fun we're gonna have a fun fart conversation real quick and i'm just sitting there and i'm like i gotta hit the bathroom because like we're in a, we're in the 50 50 state where yeah, like, yeah i can feel this building either i'm gonna you know, shit myself you don't want to take any chances exactly know? So I, you know, just go to the bathroom like a, a grown adult should. As you do. And I'm in there, and I'm positive you could hear me in the hall. Because it's just air. I am playing the fucking tuba. It's funny, just, you, should, it's funny you should bring that up. Because... I Oh, boy. Dangerous. Dangerous so if you and work, I are in this mode. <laughs> at work, there is a, there is a bathroom that... Ha- shares the men's and women's shares like a common entry point. So it's your classic, like double door sized opening, and you go right for men's, left for women's. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, you know, people like to, they are on their way to the bathroom and they'll see each other and they'll sit there and talk in front of the, which is always it's the best place to have a conversation. So I was going to the bathroom today, and these two women had decided to have a conversation right at the entryway to the bathrooms. Oh, no. <laughs> so I don't know why I decided to do this, but I was going to the bathroom to pee. So I went into the bathroom, and like, there's no doors on the... Like, you walk in, it's kind of like... I'm trying to think of an example. Like it might be like I don't so know. Like, like a, a sta- fucking... it's like a stadium bathroom where there's just yes. troughs, where there's troughs. No, like <laughs> like you walk into like you go right for the men's bathroom, and you okay. go left for the women's bathroom. Yep. But there's no actual like doors uh, that separate. Like you walk in and like you can't see into them obviously because there's like right, you, you have to you, go around yeah, a half wall. Yeah, you turn on the wall. Yeah, but and then it's just stalls. So okay. it's like so open. Is, there any, is there anything really defining left and right, or is it yeah, just yeah. A, there's this, like I mean there's a sign, but like is there anything really defining? Like is there urinals on one side and not on the other? Yes. Okay. So I went in there and I started peeing, and I purposely tried to pee really loud. Then I also just like farted my fucking brains out as loud <laughs> as I could because I knew they were standing in the hallway <laughs> talking. So I was just like, "There's no way they can't hear this." Like, <laughs> but I don't know why I did that. Like, it just it was like, "I'm gonna do this." Like, like, a, you, like you, if something you, just came over me. You, like, you, you probably had that same moment of annoyance where you just be like, "Why? Yeah, just go anywhere know. else." That's it. You got to listen to this now. Yeah, exactly. Did you walk back out and they were still there? Uh, no. They oh, well, dispersed. That's not, that's or they'd the, gone into the the bathroom. So. That's it. Because that would have been even better. Is if you walked back out and they were still there and you just went. Yeah. I know for a fact actually that they did. They could hear me because I could hear them talking. So. Oh, okay. There's no way that they. And didn't. there was there was at no point where they went. That guy's got a heavy flow. <laughs> That's what I was kind of hoping for, but there have been some people. This is we don't need to have this conversation. I guess we're, we're talking indeed. about Starfield. There have been some some urinary feats of achievement. I feel like where I think there's people that could have put out the California forest fires <laughs> that, that I have so that I have heard. Just there's there's also people that I'm I'm concerned. I have that so many bathroom stories that they would just. <laughs> Like, if you had tied them off like a balloon, that they would have blown up. And then them themselves would have just done that whole, like, deflated balloon where they're... 
Uh, I have yeah, so there, many. <laughs> I, there's just so many people that I feel like if this can't, they can't be healthy mm. because it. They're trying so hard that I'm like, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> there's no, there's no, oh, there's no award for pissing a hole through the porcelain. But some people uh, think there is apparently. Yeah. And there's... if I ever one day see that there's a gouge in the porcelain, I'm going to be so impressed. I've never felt more normal than I have since started working at this current place of employment and experiencing people going to the bathroom. <laughs> because like that has not made me nothing in the world has made me feel more normal than that because like the things that I've heard and experiences of like, you know, people in stalls next to me, I'm like what the fuck is wrong with people? There's people that I'm positive have given birth. That's what like <laughs> like people in the stalls who are struggling so much, they're going, ah, ah, and their feet are literally like scraping yeah. at the floor. It, uh, it's like, oh, and then some dude, I'm pretty sure, used an entire roll of toilet paper. Like you could just hear the toilet paper just spinning, just constantly, just going, going. constantly going, ripping, and constantly. I was like, what? The the, the one that kills me. I've talked about this before, but the one that kills me is is the person. With a Bluetooth headset mm-hmm. mid conversation. Oh yeah, that's classic. And just continuing, like, <coughs> nothing's in there. And you want to talk about how you felt the need to make sure the the women outside heard you. Mm-hmm. If I can catch, if I catch that, I'm in a stall. I am going to make so much noise. I debate just pounding on the stall, even though I'm not doing anything at this point. It's just like, ah, oh, I'm ready to get all, you know, just be done and go clean up. And I just want to start like banging on the door, like, "Oh my god, help, help! I'm gonna, oh my god!" <laughs> and just loud enough for the people on the other end of their call to hear me, because that is the rudest thing in the world. I can, like, I now I've done this when we've been playing games. Oh, the old back in the day of like, take the headset to the bathroom, microphones open, and you just start peeing, and somebody's like, "Are you really pissing right now?" And you're yeah. like, "All right, funny, funny joke." But if somebody's doing that in a professional environment, I've had people. I would call them out in the meeting if I could hear that in the background and be like, "Are you seriously in the bathroom right now?" I've had people um, eating in the bathroom in this in a stall. Eating in the bathroom in a stall. I'm assuming they were shitting and eating at the same time. Who does that? <laughs> it's not a bowl of cereal. You don't sit backwards on the toilet. Trimming trimming their beard in the sink for whatever reason. No real reason to be doing that. They just were like, "Ah, oh, it seems like a good time." Um. What other we? I don't know. We could go on further. Anyways, I I want there. I just want that guy that ate in the stall to have committed to the point where he brought up a fold up table and had a four course meal. That would be pretty dope. Like I just really love. This is a Daniel Tosh reference, but I just really love a bowl of puffins with whole milk, and this is the most convenient place for me to have it because <laughs> I'm gonna eat it and then shit my brains out immediately. <laughs> Because I'm a lactose intolerant. Like, you know what, man? Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, hey, so Starfield. Did yeah, a lot Starfield. Of, did a lot of record-breaking things. Um, according to Bethesda's support team, Intel's ARC GPUs don't meet Starfield's minimum system requirements. That was a, uh, Todd Howard said that the team optimized for PC, and those claiming that this isn't the case should consider upgrading their systems. There's been a lot of... A lot of uh, complaining about the state of the game as far as optimizations go. 
I don't know if you caught any of that this week. Uh, yeah, Todd Howard with the hit him hit him with the old uh, how about you're not poor. Yeah. And there's two things I say to that. One, love that. Hysterical. Also, no, it's not optimized. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm of I don't know. It also depends on what they I guess I guess there's also this caveat. It depends on what he means by the word optimized. Yes. And that was kind of the thing is I feel like people are not they clearly the when the question came up for the game released, what are the performance expectations? And I remember it was a thing for a little while because Scott Howard clearly said this is a 30 FPS game. Yes, because they locked it on console. They locked it on console, and he said, you know, it's locked on console and PC, you might be able to get 60. Yeah. And I remember that being a thing, and now people are fucking pissed because they can't get much more than 100 frames per second with their fucking $1,600 GPUs. I get it. Should, in a perfect world, should you be able to hit 300 frames per second or whatever? Yes. But he clearly defined expectations, and we are talking about a Bethesda RPG. Right. So there. here's my, not counterpoint, but yeah. uh, yes, we're talking about a Bethesda RPG. So take everything in with that. Yeah. Also, yes, he may have defined 60 on PC, but guess what? It's not optimized at 60. Yeah. That's the part that baffles me. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing Starfield, played about an hour and a half. Yep. Um, and how how is it running for you? And I'm playing on a 1070 Ti. Yes. Uh, I'm using about half the VRAM. I'm playing on a mix of medium and high settings. Uh, my graphics graphics card is 100 percent in usage. I could turn a couple things down, but there's two big noticing things in terms of performance specifically. If I'm in a building. Yes. Like one that I've transitioned into, not just one that I've walked into willy nilly. Mm-hmm. One that like, you know, you you hit that like full loading screen as you go through the door. I'm Everything in there is fine. If I'm landing on a planet, getting out of my ship and then like walking around. Sometimes it'll stutter or whatever. And it's doing the same thing that Jedi Fall yeah. Order did, where mm. I think it's loading way too fucking many resources that aren't relevant to that moment. Yeah. And then when you were, when you go into a building and dump all of that to then just be in your controlled little thing, it's much better. Yeah. So, and the game is 110% built for console. Yeah. And I say that because of the way they did their controls. It is and it isn't. I, I'll, before I say, I'll let you consider so, before I... When I say of how it does its controls, it bugs me. The immediate thing that bugs me, and there's there's ways around it, but like the immediate thing that bugs me is, by default, scroll wheel down and scroll wheel up. While it is an RPG, it is an FPS RPG, mm-hmm. and that does not cycle your weapons. Yes. Is my number yes. one complaint. And I cannot make that an option. Yes. You can use the quick menu, which is bound to Q by default, mm. that brings up the four ways and then select your gun out of there, which is what I've been doing. It's gonna take some muscle memory to remember that that's that. Yeah. But like I'm okay with that being an option. But what I would have would have rather had was 
a four menu thing of like four guns. You just place them in there where you want, and then you flip through them using the wheel. Yeah. Like, I Like literally every other game. I f- am never going to scroll wheels down because I want to all of a sudden be in third person. What? Yeah, that's... I still... I still fucking yeah. do it. I and still I, look I don't for know the if, guns. And... I don't know if this is true, and I haven't tested it. And I'm just thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. I believe by default, grenade is bound to mouse four. Mouse three is considered scroll wheel down to zoom out. My side buttons for five and whatever, I bound, I rebound to healing to be my side button. Okay. Instead of zero. Okay. Because that's what your quick heal is, is zero. I'm not even that. Have who even who that far reaches yet. for that? I don't know. I mean, the key bindings are definitely a mess. So I moved it to mouse five. But none of the buttons I hit on my mouse, not mouse wheel in, not the other one, not left, right, nothing, equaled mouse wheel four. The thing I did not try since I have now picked up grenades is flicking mouse wheel up. And I swear to God, if mouse wheel up is mouse four and that's throwing my grenade, I'm going to have an aneurysm. So I agree that the key bindings in some of the are, are kind of a mess. And they clearly were set up with the idea of face buttons in mind. Yes. Um, I'm also not happy with their their uh, graphics options, but that's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to change the brightness that I could find. You either play in windowed or borderless full screen. You cannot play in dedicated full screen. That's interesting. I, be- I believe. Unless I'm, I ha- I'd have to go back into the menu and mess around with things again. But I don't believe that was an option. Which is wild. You yeah. can change your resolution, but you can't change your frame rate. You can change your render scale, your resolution scale, to be lower or mm-hmm. higher on a 100% point. So you either match your resolution or you drop it down. But even when you change your resolution, and I'm playing at 2K, you can't say, well, 2K at 144 because I have a G-Sync monitor. Yeah. And it's just like... <clears throat> Also, what is up? We've complained about that. I or I think we've both complained about this, but I've hundred percent complained about it for since Battlefield One, Five, nineteen eighty four. Uh, why is film grain this beloved setting now in games? I don't know, dude. That and motion blur. Motion blur, I can understand only because. Uh, whatever you're moving, blur things. Okay, fine. I turn it off, but yeah. like, I get what they're kind of going for. But why is film grain a thing? I don't know. I I that's the f- without I fail. The first things I usually do is turn off film grain and motion blur. Yep, same. Um, the one thing I will say, I don't. How is ship combat been for you? Fine. So I only did the. Tutorial. The tutorial of ship combat. And it felt fine. It actually felt okay. pretty good. So I was I was actually surprised. Feel the same way. Uh a coworker, do you have any friends that are playing it on console? No, my one friend that is playing it right now is playing it on PC. Okay. So every friend is playing it on console. And I think that's kind of where the console got fucked, or at least with the default settings. I don't know if he's messed with the um sensitivity too much. Is 
joystick using the joystick in ship combat is kind of a disaster. Okay. Because you know how on like I'm assuming it's because with obviously with the mouse you have more you can you're just playing follow the cursor with the mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're more nimble than you yeah. are with like a you, the joystick. And like he you can't you get outturned really easily with the joystick apparently. Yeah, well it's the, it's like using the destiny menus, right? Yeah. It's really annoying to move that cursor around to click menu options where if I just have a mouse and click go, it feels so much better. Yeah, exactly. Um Yeah, I mean I I, I but I, you know what they probably do luck out on? Easily being able to change their resources is probably better on a controller. Yeah. Like putting things bonus into lasers or thrusters or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Because currently you're doing like a five button combo to manipulate things. Yeah, I'm I haven't gotten too much into it. I'm not even out of like the tutorial stuff yet. I'm out of the tutorial in quotes. I left New Atlantis. Yeah, I'm not even there to New Atlantis yet. Yeah, so you, that's the first fucking. I'm at the planet. I'm at the very first planet you go to, where you have to kill the fucking pirate guy. Okay, yeah. The, you're, so you're, yeah, you're on the way to New Atlantis. Quick detour, then yeah. go to New Atlantis, and then you end up. That's where you then leave. Yeah, and so now that's where I have. I the game is like opened up again. Mm. Um, I immediately got to the planet. I've heard you, fun stories. Yeah, I got to the planet where you take out the pirate yep. captain, and I immediately was like. Pfft. I'm gonna go fucking look around, man. I fucking this. so this is what I was wondering <laughs> because I did 100 percent want us to play in the same room uh-huh. uh, at launch after I saw like what kind of could happen, especially after you leave New Atlantis. And I was like, I because I didn't do that. Hmm. You went straight. We we did we literally did our Fallout experiment yeah. where I end up at Diamond City and you've just gone into fuck off area wherever. Yeah. Did you find anything? Well, did you land at the other place? No, I landed where you're supposed to, and then, I don't know if you remember, but there's the building you have to go to for the pirate captain. Yes. And off in the distance, there's like... you There's see like some... a weird structure to, yes. like, to the left. Yes. Yes. I do... I remember seeing it and being like, oh, that's interesting, and then I just... I saw that, and it was like, uh, what are you? And I went over there. It's a fracking station, in case you're curious. And <laughs> there's a whole thing. There's a ship over there. And I was just like, oh, ship? I'm going to go on this. Cool. So I went on the ship. There's people on there. And they were like, oh, what are you doing? And then I got to the captain. And he was like, oh, hey, you're here to pick up the cargo. And I'm like, yeah, buddy. Um, and that was, <laughs> that's basically what happened was there was some smugglers. And they were like, oh, you're here to pick up the shit? And I was like, sure. And I took their stuff and I, I walked out. And there's a whole fracking station. And I was trying to steal their ship, but I, I have no I'm I I don't think I'm that far. Yet. Right, that's where I don't know when that happens because I did you go back and deal with the captain yet? No, captain? I'm on. I'm literally outside the door because I went around. I also wanted to know what would happen if I uh, did all the surveying on the planet, like scanned all the stuff. Oh, okay. So I scanned a bunch of stuff and like I attempted to, and then I got almost yeah, killed by that spider thing. That you have to like scan thing. like a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, it was like eight and eight or something, yeah. and some other thing. So um, I did that, and now I'm outside the building. So I went through the building, mm-hmm. took care of my business. Yep. Got to the pirate captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have some fun. Not really spoilers for you, but you know, yeah, it's fine. You're gonna, you're I'm gonna, assuming he's your typical like. You're about to do this. He's your typical pirate guy. Yeah. And you probably have a couple ways you can go about doing it if right. you choose as to. As per normal Bethesda. Yeah. So you get there, and you get in that nice little conversation time, and you're like, you got options. You can start lying. 
and attempted to persuade people of things. And so I was like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I'll try to, I'll try to not have to kill him. Cause I don't, I don't, I have no idea what's going on. Like I, all I know is that I have a gun and I must go to new Atlantis. Apparently like I, you get thrusted so far and so fast into, Hey, cool. Yeah, no, you're just doing this mining thing. No, go, go pick up this other thing that none of us are. Well, I don't like these gravity readings, and no, 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 you're fine. You're just, 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 we'll be here. Well, you're fine. You're fine. Oh, uh, now you have a ship, and you need to go take care of this. You're like, this yeah. escalated quickly. <laughs> I, I've heard that the game is does not hold your hand a lot. No, you, you like, I, I just think of it from the, you know, if you and I were standing here, and somebody went, hey, go pick up that thing, and then all of a sudden, we are now enlisted in the Marines, and you're like, yeah, oh, how did this happen? What? In, in in five minutes, <laughs> we're getting deployed into a war torn <laughs> area. We're like, what? Um, and so I get to the captain, and I tell him that I killed Bennett and took the ship. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he just wants the ship, and he's like, I don't really give a shit about you and blah blah. blah. So their persuade mission or persuade system is interesting. Yeah. So they give you like a challenge of either four or X amount of like things. And there's easy persuasion things and harder persuasion things. You need to the they'll tell you on the side of like plus one, plus three, plus five, whatever. I'm sure you probably ran into this actually with the smugglers. I did not, but my coworker explained the the yeah. way the system to me. So you you're roll, still rolling the dice in mm-hmm. the background of you know if you succeed or not. Uh, and I managed to convince him that he didn't want to kill me and didn't you know didn't want the ship and just leave yeah. me alone. And he's like, all right, fine, get out of here. If I ever see you again, I'll kill you. I was like, all right, cool, sounds good. Deuces. Uh, but obviously they've designed this area for like a, a pseudo boss battle. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to see if there's any like resources around, typical like health crate or something. So I'm just running around looking at things. There's nothing really. And I'm like, he did insult me after all. <laughs> and they have an explosive barrel directly behind him. So it's him, two guards, and there's an explosive barrel. And so I just kind of like walk around another crate and I'm looking over there and I'm like, you don't put it there for no reason. <laughs> and so I blow it up, mm-hmm. kill the two guards immediately. He takes a massive amount of health. He's got like a shield. End up killing him in the middle of trying to kill him, though, and having to like reload and everything. A giant pirate ship descends out of the sky, lands and starts like unloading dudes to continue fighting me from like the mountainside. So now I'm into this whole fight and I think I technically could have, if I had been fast enough, I'm not positive about this though. Cause the ship does end up taking back off on me that if I had just sprinted it, I might've been able to get in the ship. So, but I'm not positive. It's funny. You should say that because I did come across a Reddit post where, where someone mentioned that in that part, in the part with the pirate captain, Mm-hmm. You can get a ship that is like a pretty substantial, which that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, I was th- I thought it was going to be at the fracking station, which is why I went to the fracking station. Mm-hmm. And then there was a ship there, and I was like, "Oh, here we go." And then I couldn't do anything with it. So that might be the ship they're talking about, maybe. But then I also came across the post that talks about how those interactions go, and it's kind of based on if you can pilot the ship or not. Right, so depending on which perks you probably picked in the beginning. Yeah, so like, if you are able to pilot the ship, and you get onto the ship, this the ship will stay there. But if you can't, if you don't have the skill to pilot that ship, the ship will take off. Oh, interesting. 
and there was a video way to handle it. Yeah, there was a video that popped up of someone who got on the ship, but then the ship took off and they were like ejected out of the cargo hole. It like clipped through the whole thing. All right. Well, yeah. How about, uh, how about rumor roundup? Rumor roundup. Deep Silver said that Saints Row and Red Faction IPs will live on at Play On. According to a movie insider, a sequel to Hogwarts Legacy is already in development. Todd Howard said that Indiana Jones can be brought to video games in a unique way, and people have now theorized a 2024 release. A Nintendo Direct is rumored to be happening soon-ish and may feature Donkey Kong and F-Zero. When's the last time F-Zero featured in a Nintendo Direct? The dude who leaked it used, like, the most convoluted way to reference F-Zero. He said, fans of MATLAB are going to be interested in... um, The software? Yes. Because there's a function in MATLAB called F-Zero. I I fucking hate that person. <laughs> That's what, I was like, are you fucking serious right now? Like, fans of AutoCAD are going to love our new game, House Flipper. Why? Oh, so City Skylines 2 in your engineering software. <laughs> get out, get away from me. Valve has submitted new hardware for radio certification. Valve is calling it 1030. The Valve Index was 1007, and the Steam Deck was 1010. People are assuming it is the Index 2, which Valve internally calls Deckard. The Lord of Belial. <laughs> It's a Deckard Kane reference. See, I think of uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. Oh no, trust me. That's probably what they. That's probably what their code name is based on. And I'm immediately going to an old man who screams about the coming of the end times. <laughs> Which I don't know. Gabe Newell. True. Speaking of VR, Nintendo rumored to be collaborating with Google on a standalone VR headset called Nintendo Glass. <laughs> I saw this and I was like. For some reason, I was not surprised because we had the conversation the other day and people were like, oh, they should just do the Switch 2 and just make it a little bit better and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's fucking Nintendo. They are not going to do what you think they're going to do. <laughs> Quick, what do you think they're going to do? No. Uh. That's not ridiculous enough. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Oh. Bastards. Dirty, dirty bastards. Anyway. There was a leaked image. You skipped. I know. There was a leaked image of Twitter that was copyright struck by Take Two on Twitter, actually. Yeah. <laughs> weird if it just took a picture on Twitter. <laughs> uh, that was copyright struck by Take Two that said the reveal of GTA 6 will be October 23rd. With an October 2024 release date. Multiple news sources are reporting that the Switch 2 was demoed at Gamescom. Some are saying that it was demoed with the Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine 5 tech demo. The demo is said to have been running using NVIDIA's DLSS upscaling technology with an advanced ray tracing enabled and visuals comparable to Sony and Microsoft's current gen consoles. Some people are saying that the Switch 2 has 12 gigabytes of RAM. And some people, me are saying if that was the case, the Switch 2 would be as big as the Steam Deck at least. I bigger. That's that's got that's more shit. What's the Steam Deck got in it? Oh no, it, it that is what I'm saying at least. Yeah. It would at least have to be that large. Uh and Red Dead Redemption 3 is reportedly in the works. 
But hey, how about we release GTA before we talk about that? Yeah, I know, right? All right, now for the questionable things. Questionable things. That we didn't write full paragraphs on. Roblox will be released for PS4 and PS5 in October. I can't wait, dude. I'm going to be Roblox in my balls. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I don't think you can say that. Uh, Electronic Arts plans to significantly significantly increase its focus on a handful of its biggest online franchises over the coming years. Like Madden and FC and hockey. (laughs) That's basically it. Andrew Andrew Wilson said, we are blessed in that we have FC. We have Madden. We have Battlefield. We have The Sims. We have Apex. We're building out and we're building out Skate. And so we're going to disproportionately invest in IP as a platform. The fucking creative side of EA that they just split into just looking at them for like, please, a crumb. Please just give me a little bit of money, sir. They're dead. Fucking dead. Please, sir, can I have some more porridge? Uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis hits 2 million downloads. This is a mobile RPG that launched globally yesterday. It's a lot of downloads for a day. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night has sold 2 million copies since its 2019 release. Pretty good for a Castlevania game. Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster has sold 3 million units across PS4, Switch, Steam, and mobile. A lot of Final Fantasy. THQ Nordic has announced that its remake of 1992's Alone in the Dark will launch on January 16th, 2024, and not October 25th of this year. They wanted to move it out of the way of the packed October schedule. Makes sense. The Spyro Reignited Trilogy has sold more than 10 million copies since its launch in 2018. That's actually impressive. That, that's kind of crazy. Uh, Google has begun public public testing for its new Playables feature on YouTube, which brings games to the video platform. Blizzard has confirmed that Diablo 4 will be receiving annual expansions. We'll see. And Microsoft announced that the Xbox Digital Broadcast is returning for the Tokyo Game Show in 2023. And Blizzard also had their uh, event to announce 10.2 coming to WoW. Ooh. Going to the Emerald Dream. How dreamy. So dreamy. Much green. Such wow. Uh, But we're not going to talk about that because there's a lot to talk about in that. And this isn't a wow podcast. Not yet. (laughs) It'd be a football manager podcast before a wow podcast. (laughs) We talk about wow when there's things to talk about. Well, yeah, we do. Yeah. But usually it's like either uh, when the patch is officially out or, you know, expansions. Or random other little tidbits. Mm-hmm. Not just, well, here come the patch notes. Let's go over them. Yeah. Because I'm the only one here that'll understand them. Sometimes it's interesting. You wouldn't believe the fact that they're giving you 30% of your DR in this one single ability in this new tier set. It's fun when they do big changes and the community goes, doesn't know how to deal with it. Oh, my favorite part is when they do a small change and that same reaction still happens. Yeah weird how that works right oh we decided that we we're going to make this one quest just not be that effective what do you Yo, mean fucking classic my was, whole build relies on that classic one was quest. such a better fucking game than this <coughs> not that you guys weren't catering to the fucking one percent this shit is ridiculous Meanwhile, classic one of the easiest MMOs in the world. Shut up, point. nerds! It's just a bad thing about to remember how worse we all were as gamers in two thousand and four. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think about that real quick. That next year is WoW's 20th anniversary. Oh my god, WoW can almost drink. WoW can legally go to war. WoW is war. It's at war. What is this? The the that weird WWF commercial <laughs> where Raw is war? <laughs> you remember that? I think I do, yeah. Do you remember I the whole WWF versus WCW thing where they the fucking NWO? Yeah, NWO. ECW? ECW. ECW. Dude, I found I was watching some Dudley Boy stuff the other day. Oh boy. Get the tables. <laughs> Dudley Boys. Because I was sent I was sending it to my uh my tank friend because I was like, this is us going to do keys. <laughs> Just putting put teams through tables. <laughs> Nature Boy. Nature Boy Ric Flair. Bubba Ray and Devon. You remember when they had um, TNA might have still been the wildest fucking tag team. What's his name? John Henry? Was that his name? The The guy that... Mark Henry? Mark Henry. John Henry raced the steam locomotive. Yes. <laughs> was it? I was Mark Henry the one that they made, they had lift a car on on like raw. Yeah, or something he was like that? he was a yeah. world's strongest man competition. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the joke is it was always him and Big Show as the two like yeah. big guys. Because they were the ones where I can't remember if it was I think, was it him and Big Show when they broke the ring. Maybe they had the ring like collapse. Because oh they, yeah, they maybe I do remember the ring collapsing, but I don't remember who was involved. Yeah, I think it was those because it was like the whole thing was like the combined weight on the mat is massive. And, yeah, it's, I can't remember if somebody did like a like a slam or like an aerial move that that's what did it. But yeah, it was wild. So ridiculous! What a time! What a childhood time! Yeah. Anyway, it's been seven days. I'd say, what are you playing? But we already talked about Starfield, I guess. So yeah, Starfield finished Ted Lasso. It's a good show. Um, finished my book on the. Cold what do you think War? of the ending? Um, I know for some people it was a little fifty fifty, but I think it I it think was the fine. Fact that they, I, they bow it up in like three seasons is pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely like I kind of figured how they ended it is kind of how I expected them to end it, which was basically like the you know the characters kept going with their lives essentially. Like yeah, yeah. Like he they had didn't his really. Moment, he just now is kind yeah. of like, I'm going to do it. They didn't really like wrap anything up. Per, like they wrap things up, obviously, but it was like you know they're still the same people, right? Or right, in the same yeah. situations. But I I liked it. It was good. It was fine. They, they quite literally closed the chapter of the, that character of those yeah. characters' lives, and they're continuing yep. exactly. Um, uh, finished the uh, Cold War book, which is pretty interesting because there's a lot of like um, it had a lot to do with the uh, development of like uh, the U.S.'s nuclear program and like nuclear powered vehicles and all sorts of stuff. So like how that power dynamics. Um, that's about it. Other than like, I played a little Starfield, like we mentioned, and um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Do you see any of the Godzilla trailers? No, because uh, the, the, what's the point of the trailer? You know what I mean? That's just just give me the movie. It's um, Godzilla. True. These ones actually look so. There's minus zero, which is the movie. Yes. Which looks really good. Okay. Post World War II Japan. It's like it takes place in like 1954 or something like that. Um, and then there's a TV show on Apple TV that's called Monarch. Uh, I can't remember what the subtitle is, but it's got fucking Kurt Russell in it. 
and it's a Godzilla like what we'll we'll have to watch this yeah, after okay, yeah what <laughs> I don't know I don't know how to process anything I just heard yeah I mean Apple TV Godzilla TV show Kurt Russell <laughs> like I don't know yeah it looks okay. good yeah sure we'll take we'll take a look what have you been up to. Uh, I've been up to the little bit of Starfield. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, World of Warcraft, always. Football manager, still. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just kind of doing the thing. Doing the fantasy football. Yep, did three drafts this year. So, <sighs> so now i gotta, I got to manage my three babies the rest of the year. And we'll, we'll see how it lands. Just like a real child, you got to make sure they don't kill themselves. Funny enough. Uh, they don't cause me as much tribal as real children. <laughs> that's fair. So, yeah. All right, then. Well, that's all I got. Until next time, seven days from now. Toodaloo, bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.